Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm Five, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin. So Kevin, this week is the week where we have the debate, which we typically have about twice each year in certain countries, um, and that is the debate about daylight savings time. Ah uh, yes, it's an extremely passionate debate, each time it happens, and then we forget about it until the clocks change again. So why do we still change clocks? to daylight savings time and back, when it seems like so many people are against it. Well, actually, just recently, politicians in the United States have been considering a proposal to keep our time at daylight savings time throughout the whole year. And many people prefer more daylight in the evenings during the summertime. So this is the argument for a permanent DST. I see. Now, more evening daylight sounds great. Uh, So who is exactly arguing against that change? So actually, in some northern places, like for example, Seattle, permanent daylight savings time would mean sunrise at like 9 a.m. in the months of December and January. And actually, even as far as south as Dallas, Texas, uh, with permanent daylight savings time, sunrise in January would be at something like 8.30 a.m. So it would make some winter mornings more dreary for people who need to be at work or school at 8 a.m. Isn't there some research on this? Has it not been tried in other places before? You know, interestingly, yes. The uh, the British did try permanent daylight savings time from 1968 to 1971. It was only lasted for about three years, though. Apparently, mornings were pretty dreary. And, you know, Britain is pretty far nor- uh, further north than most of the U.S., though. So it would feel kind of how Seattle would feel. And Russia, which is even further north, also tried year-round daylight savings time in 2011, but moved to year-round standard time in 2014 after people also grew tired of those dark winter mornings. So whose bright idea was it to come up with daylight savings time in the first place? None other than Benjamin Franklin. Hmm. In a satirical letter to the editor of the Journal of Paris, Franklin suggested that waking up earlier in the summer would economize candle usage, and he even calculated considerable savings. But he was not the only one. A few others also recommended it early on. There was a New Zealand uh, entomologist and astronomer, George Hudson, who proposed it to the Wellington Philosophical Society, as he wanted to make more, have more daylight hours to devote to collecting and examining insects. And there's also a British resident named William Willett is also recorded as having presented the idea. It does sound like a lot of claims to fame, but where was it first actually implemented? Ah, so it was actually in Port Arthur, Ontario, Ontario, Canada, was the first city in the world to implement daylight savings time on July 1, 1908. And the first country to adopt daylight savings time nationally were those of the German Empire and its World War I ally Austria-Hungary in 1916. I see, so this was a First World War thing. Yeah, yeah, and they wanted a way to conserve coal during World War time. So Britain, you know, and most of its allies and many European neutrals soon followed after Germany. Um, Russia and a few other countries waited until the next year, and the United States adopted daylight savings time uh, in 1918. Most jurisdictions abandoned daylight savings time in the years after the war ended in 1918, but with some notable exceptions, right? Canada, the United Kingdom, France, Ireland, and of course the United States. 
So it does sound like we've gone back and forth on daylight savings. It really dispels the myth that daylight savings time is set in stone. So after the First World War, it became common again during World War II. And some countries even adopted a double summertime. Then in the 1970s, it was widely adopted again in America and Europe as a result of the 1970s energy crisis. So the benefit then for those who support daylight savings time really sounds like it's all about fuel consumption. Yes, yes, that's the main one. But there are some other benefits too. So for example, daylight savings time likely reduces some kinds of crimes, such as robbery and sexual assault, as fewer potential victims are outdoors after dusk. Uh, some proponents also say that it promotes outdoor leisure activity in the evening, in summer, and is therefore good for physical and psychological health. You know, it also has some positives in reducing traffic accidents. That's a good list of positives. So what are the drawbacks? Well, I think the main one is that it disrupts human circadian rhythms, right? You know, negatively impacting the human health in the process. Uh, the detractors say that it increases, for example, fatal tra uh, traffic collisions and that the actual energy savings are kind of inconclusive. Um, parents, in particular, don't really like it. Young children often have difficulty getting enough sleep at night when the evenings are bright and are more likely to oversleep the next morning due to kind of all the darkness in the morning. The media companies also complain because daylight savings time also hurts primetime television broadcast ratings and movie theaters. Hmm. And finally, a large group, most, uh, most farmers are against daylight savings despite the fact that some people think daylight savings time was invented for farmers in the first place to have an extra hour of daylight. Hmm. So many farmers actually oppose DST, particularly dairy farmers, as the milking patterns of their cows, you know, they don't really change with the time. Wow, it's clear that there are a lot of far-reaching implications that need to be thought through, um, but it does seem like it's the twice-a-year time change that's the biggest gripe. That's right, that's right. People are mainly really against that shift in time itself. And there are lots of studies on the impact of the shift. There's a correlation between clock shifts and traffic accidents that has been observed in North America and the UK, but curiously not in Finland or Sweden. So that's why there's currently a movement to move to a permanent daylight savings time here in the US. Yes, yes. And so very recently on March 15, 2022, the United States Senate unanimously passed the Sunshine Protection Act. <laughs> and if passed by the House and signed by the President, the U.S. would make daylight savings time permanent in any state already observing it. When you say any state already observing it, are you talking about the fact that here in the U.S. we generally observe daylight savings, but there are some exceptions? Yep, that is right. The exceptions are Hawaii and Arizona, who don't have daylight savings time. And also, there's an exception to the exception. Within Arizona, the Navajo do observe daylight savings time on tribal lands. Very interesting. Well, let's see if the law passes. And if it does, it means we won't have to turn clocks back to standard time in November 2023. Did you learn something new? If you did, and especially if you are a regular listener of Eli 5, please give us a rating on iTunes. It only takes 10 seconds, and it helps other people to discover our podcast, so we really appreciate it. As always, thank you to the community at r slash explain 5 and we will see you all next week.